Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. How's everybody doing? So we're getting towards the end of the week. It's Thursday, huh? Right? Everybody's feeling a little bit better. Well, if it's Thursday for some of you who listen to this in real time, maybe it's a different day for you. I don't know. But, you know, I'm having a pretty good week. So um, I've got an awesome, awesome episode. Um, so my conversation coming up later today uh, is with my really good friend, uh, Greater Alexander. And Greater Alexander is a, um, you know, a, a music artist. Uh, and the reason I chatted with him uh, for this episode was he ran a Kickstarter with my old company called Groovebox Studios, which was still kind of the same people, myself and Sean, um, back, God, this must be four years ago now, maybe even longer, and was successful. He ended up doing his own Kickstarter, and now he actually has a Patreon campaign. And um, I got to chat with him about where his project is, stuff that's been going on with his life, and kind of got to reconnect because um, I haven't seen him in about a year or so. Um, so that conversation's coming up later, and this was definitely a conversation um, you know, that expands more than just crowdfunding. We really get into the human elements of what, what crowdfunding is and what it does and how to think about it and how to let it expand your product or your art and how you can let it change and make you grow. So we get into a lot of that. But like I said, that is coming up um, a little bit later in this episode. So I had, I think, a crazy thing happened to me um, Monday uh, of this week. So once in a great while, and I'm sure there's some people out there that, that, that'll have this happen to them, but every so often I run into, uh, who was my best friend growing up, um, in the weirdest places, right? And we have such an odd, odd relationship, this, this, and his name is Jason. And if Jason, if you're listening, I'm talking about you. And I'm talking about our relationship and how strange it is to me. Um, so some backstory. Most of you know, um, if you don't, but I, I come from a, a farm town. It's called Ida. We have uh, one four-way stop. Right? Pretty big town, right? Um, but my buddy Jason, back in the day, we started being friends in preschool, right? <laughs> um, and ended up being friends all the way up until, God, what were we, 15, maybe even 16. And there was a really odd event that happened. Um, it might have been a little younger than that. Actually, it might have been maybe 14 or 13, somewhere around there. But we were great friends, hanging out almost every weekend. I still have these memories of, of, um, of me listening to some Poison tapes, cassette tapes, and just cranking on Skitty Bop. And um, what was the other one? Warrant, Dirty Rotten Scoundrel. That was a big record we loved. Um, we had a huge rivalry. Uh, uh, he loved Michigan State. I love Michigan. So we would go at it over and over about sports. So one day he was hanging out at my house and my dad and I put football lines in my backyard. We had a big backyard and me and a bunch of friends were all out basically playing some, some, you know, light tackle touch football. Um, and in one of the scenarios, Jason, you know, got his foot stuck in a hole, fell, and apparently hit his head. I mean, nobody really knew this, right? So, you know, we just kept playing, and, and you know, nobody thought anything of it. You know, 13-year-old, 12-year-old fell, whatever. Well, Jason ended up kind of getting sick from this, and it turned out I think he had a concussion. We don't still, – I still to this day, I have no idea. But Jason's parents 
to my understanding, and I, and I could, this is my understanding, and I'm you know of 25 years ago now. Um, blame my dad on it and said we were being rough and all this stuff, and it was totally just a bunch of boys out playing football and and, and just having fun. And they, so they blamed it. So my relationship at that moment changed drastically. I didn't see him for a couple years. Um, we were not close through you know later years of high school, and and ultimately we just you know kind of grew apart. But what's happened though, since then, is that every four to five years, and sometimes longer, we run into each other in these in these really odd places. So one of my last encounters was, you know, ended up having drinks uh, at a bar just because we ran into each other and um, you know hung out all night, had great conversation, kind of reconnected, and and went on our merry way. Um, and then I feel like I had another interaction with him, um, just again, out of the blue, wherever. But so this one, I believe that just happened is the weirdest one of all. So Monday, later in the afternoon, I decided to take my kids to Jungle Job. And if you don't know what Jungle Job is, it's an indoor play area. Again, it's always about my kids. So apologize for you guys without kids. So I ended up going there and and I'm in, you know, Farmington Hills area, suburb, suburb of Detroit. And uh, you know, we're there for about 10 minutes or so. And all of a sudden, Jason, his wife, and his four-year-old son walk in. Now, why is this weird? He lives in downtown Detroit. He, you know, I didn't even know he had a, had a kid. Um, he's, you know, 30 minutes away from his house. You're in my neck of the woods. We haven't spoken in probably 10, 12 years. Um, you know, so, it, why, you know, I'm struggling with this sort of question. Why are you in my life? Why do you pop back in? So it was an unbelievable experience to have my son meet, <laughs> you know, his son. The, you know, this age range is where I first met him. Um, and it's, it's just incredibly odd for me that this guy pops into my life. And, of course, we shook hands, chatted. I, I chatted with his wife. I, I've never met her, you know. Um, talk, talked about what's been going on, ca- caught up watched our kids play, you know, is there a reason that that happened? Is this something, now what's I think even more interesting to me is we left shaking hands, not exchanging new phone numbers, new cell numbers, emails, all that stuff. We don't really even stay in contact. We, I don't have his email. I, he's not on social media. We're not, you know, connected on almost anything. I think I know where he works, but I'm not 100% sure. But I'm not going to, you know, it's not like I'm out stalking him. But, but we left that conversation with a handshake, Good to see you. Talk to you later. Almost deep down knowing, I'm going to run into him again in some weird scenario. Maybe 10 years from now, maybe 15 years from now, maybe when our kids are graduating. And I am struggling with, maybe I'm supposed to reach out. Maybe there's a reason that, that you know, whoever on this planet created us makes our paths cross. So I bring this up as the intro because in my conversations with Greater Alexander, Alexander is one of those guys for me. Last time I saw him was about a year ago. Prior to that, you know, I saw him you know, a year before that. And basically, since I've met this person or this person who came to my life, he has an interesting aura and vibe around him that you know our planets rotate around each other. So randomly, I, I showed up, you know, popped into a, a, a coffee shop a few years ago in Birmingham, and oh, there he is. Oh, hey, what's going on? We hang out for a little bit, chat, caught up, catch up. Surprisingly. The interview that I shot, that I recorded for him, I emailed him last Friday. Out of the blue, I was like, you know what? I need to talk to Gray Alexander. The next day, 
Facebook pops up one of our first meetings where I have a video of him um, doing an interview for a festival I put on called Motors and Music. And it pops up and there's this great message. And he wrote this amazing message of just how appreciative he is of myself and, and Sean from Woodshed Agency of what we taught him for crowdfunding. And we get into that in our conversation. And, and, and I find that this is another human being that for some reason I intersect with. And I, re- I'm, I'm, I really respect that. Considering how many people I meet in this industry, in this field, the amount of people that just come and go, this is a person that continues to, I continue to connect with. Uh, I continue to, I, and I respect that. We get into a lot where, you know, Alexander is, is kind of a guy that I'm, I watch from afar for his take on life, the way he's healthy, the way his mind works, the way he's appreciative, the way he communicates to his fans and supporters. There's such a humbleness to his being that it's contagious. It really is. And in this conversation, I just, I, I enjoyed it beyond anything else. And there isn't a ton of crowdfunding, you know, tips and techniques. It's more about the idea of crowdfunding, the core balance of it, and the core. What am I looking for? What am I looking for? How how to really appreciate truly what a backer's doing? Um, you know, a backer's giving you money without getting a product for sometimes months, years. They're, they have faith in you. And so many times, and indefinitely one of the last campaigns that I just finished up when there was a lack of respect of that, and it comes through, and people can see it. And what Alexander does and what great, great crowdfunding projects do is they truly respect the backer, you know, until they're blue in the face. And they truly respect that relationship that's being created, that's being harnessed. And that, to me, is the power. And for anybody out there, that might be my big crowdfunding tip right now is, is humble yourself, um, you know, get out of the tech talk and how amazing you think your product is and just think about what it truly is going to take for somebody to interact with you and have enough faith to put their credit card information on a website. That's a huge, 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 huge step. And so, so often it's taken for granted. But um, another quick thing, tomorrow is Alexander's uh, birthday, so I want to wish him a happy birthday here in the podcast. Um, Also, tomorrow, he is dropping a new Patreon um, project, and we get into a little bit on it. I don't want to spoil it, but it's a pretty unique product, or excuse me, pretty unique um, project that's coming from from basically some very hard times that Alexander's been going through, and we get into that as well. But so... Also, still want to thank everybody who's chiming in with reviews and who's helping uh, get this podcast up in the new Noteworthy section. You guys are doing awesome. Please keep downloading these episodes. Please keep leaving reviews. I can't stress enough how important it is, um, especially considering that we are going to start reaching out to get some ad support in here. Um, so all the help you guys are doing, it is so appreciative. Um, I, I, I can't thank you enough. Um, if you listened to last week's episode, or excuse me, uh, Monday's episode, Really got into hashtag strategy. Paul and I sat down and had a deep, deep conversation with that. I'm sorry, that was last week. Excuse me. I'm, I'm off on my days a little, days a little bit here. But um, I also put a blog up on Tuesday uh, to kind of deep dive into hashtags even more. So if, you, if you're interested, check that out. Go to woodshed.agency. That's the website. There's no .com, woodshed.agency. Um, check out that if you want a little bit more info. And also make sure you check out my premium jeans conversation um, I thought that was very interesting. I, it was kind of off the cuff, 
Um, I already got some good feedback from some people who I know are out there listening um, who really dug the kind of frankness of a conversation that was actually being, you know, that's on the way of funding um, and, and kind of still where that mindset is. So check that episode out too. But without further ado, I'm going to kick it to my conversation now with Greater Alexander. Here we go. Hello. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Jeff. I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I can't complain. I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> all right. It's been a little bit of while. You know, things okay? Yeah, things are, um, I guess, uh, just revealing themselves. Uh, you know, back in March, I was actually involved in a huge car crash. and um, Really? It, it almost took my life. Yeah, I've been explaining it on my uh, Patreon feed and just talking about it uh, a little bit. But, wow. Um, yeah. So guess, that's kind of what... I guess I didn't know that's where the inspiration was coming from. I, you know, I, well, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm at that outer ring, you know? I, I get my tidbits like everybody else as I'm fighting through life, you know? Like, you know? Yeah. Wow. Where, where, where are you located right now? Uh, I'm in Farmington. So, okay, yeah, that's where my um, that's actually where the car crash happened. Where, where at? Farmington, there's a uh, 12 mile and um, 12 mile Orchard Lake. Oh, that's a very busy house. intersection, yeah, very busy intersection. That. Yeah, I that's uh, I go to the Bikram Yoga up there. That's my Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> and some, sometimes Wednesday nights when I can get there. So, <laughs> Bikram Yoga, that's so great, that's, that's really good for you. Yeah, it's uh. I, it's an ass kicker. There's no doubt about that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, yeah so. so things are all right then? I mean, uh, you know. Um, I have surgery planned tomorrow on my left knee, and um, I have like seven disc herniations in my neck right now. Jeez. And um, yeah, so it's all just, and that's where I actually learned. So I'm releasing, I don't know if you saw, like I'm releasing a ambient piano works album. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Yep. On my birthday, and I'm pitching it for one dollar to show people that just downloading it one time is going to help pay it forward than any streaming service ever will. Yep. With one listen. Yeah. So, because it takes around two hundred to six hundred listens to accumulate a dollar on any streaming media right now. Yep. Yep. That is a that, that's a battle. <laughs> so that's so that's why I'm fighting it backwards. So I'm I'm giving people you know, 180 hours worth of work with 36 songs mm -hmm. that, that are spanning over one hour and 30 minutes uh, of work. It's so. That's great, man. That is absolutely great. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're still here with us. That would, yeah. been, that yeah. would be shitty. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. Um, you are one of the best artists out there, man. So that's, I mean, oh, that man. sucks that, uh, man, that sucks that that happened. So I'm, I'm hopefully everything yeah. will be okay. So. Thank you, my man. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys. Well, I really awesome. have fun. Awesome. So isn't it crazy too? Like uh, I don't know today that uh, that thing with Facebook Memories I popped saw, up. I saw that <laughs> with Chief like... Groovebox Studios interview of where I was and where I am today is kind of fascinating. Well, well it's funny how it, you know incredibly weird without being all like the major major hippie, but like how weird some of these uh, inter you know interactions and encounters 
you have in life how they kind of circle back. Like, like yeah. I feel like sometimes the right people are supposed to circle back. So uh, I'm going to have a story kind of leading into this podcast about, dude, I was at Jungle Java with my kids today, right? Like, uh-huh. you know, just literally wasting some time, letting them run off some, you know. And my my literally my best friend growing up, who I haven't seen in about 15 years, we lived like, you know, middle of nowhere. We come from Ida, farm town, right? And he lives in downtown Detroit, and he rolls into the Farmington Hills Jungle Java about 10 minutes after I do, and our kids met. And I haven't talked to this guy in 15 years. I'm like, what? Why are you what here? Are the odds? Yeah, it's what like, are the odds? why are you here? So it's like, it, you know, that's that sort of like, I think I'm supposed to like reach back out to you. Like you come back in my life like every 15 years. There's got to be a reason, right? Like, right, right. You know. And especially, I was like, I meet so many people. Why are you keep coming back? You know, there's, right. you know, so, yeah. It's, so when you saw, when I saw your post, it's like, that's weird. I reached out to you for an interview, what, Saturday, Friday, whatever, you know, whatever that was. I was like, it's like, yeah. I, I got to talk to Alexander. So, wow. It's weird. That's so good. That's so crazy. That's how it goes, man. That's the, the resonance, the frequencies. Yeah, they're all coming together. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, so. I don't know how much you know about this podcast, but what I'm doing now is, you know, you know, doing a ton of crowdfunding consulting, but I'm trying to yeah. make this, this sort of channel for people to, you know, learn. My audience is people doing crowdfunding, failing, success, whatever it might be, but I want to talk to people who are like, believe in it, are in it, are running mm-hmm. something right now, and then just kind of like, you know, breaking down or deconstructing your mindset for it. Because right. I know your mindset, obviously seeing the video four years ago, but I know your mindset is fully wrapped around it and it really helps your whole creativity, you know? Yeah. And I think absolutely. there's, I think there's something for that for even the person making the, you know, the, the cool headphones, right? Like you, right. You know, so many of my conversations I find, I'm finding, you know, people aren't using crowdfund. They're just using it as a presale. And it's like, you know, you can do a whole bunch of stuff with this, you know? Right. Um, so no matter what it is. So I guess just real quick, you know, I know a lot of your backstory, but like, just tell me a little bit about, you know, the project you're on now and, and kind of a little bit of the history of how you've gotten to this point. Um, and then we'll maybe later we'll break down Patreon and that whole model because that's, okay. that's a unique one. So so let's, uh, so let's go back. Let's go back a little right. bit. <laughs> so um, I released Positive Love in 2012 mm-hmm. and then I immediately started working on just figuring out what uh, what it is that my heart needed to hear. And so I started just kind of unraveling songs. I was working on, you know, shifting my health at the time holistically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started focusing on meditation. And that's when I um, started channeling all these songs that were coming in at a rate that was so high that I thought I was losing my mind. Um, so I basically just sat down and started doing like a, I did like a multiplication table based off of the 12 songs from my debut album. And I looked at the first song anyway out of it and said, are there 12 additional songs that match all these songs that I'm kind of channeling? So that I could try to figure out like a matrix grid to try to further organize whatever it was that Mm. was coming into my being. And so sure enough, I was able to figure out 12 songs based off of any way out of it and 12 songs based off of positive love and then 12 songs based off of baby steps. So the order of my songs started coming together. 
a little bit easier. So I just started working off of the branch of any way out of it. And there was this, uh, so basically what I'm trying to also do is figure out every dimension of what love is because people interpret it love so many different ways and uh you still can't really wrap your head around what love is it's been it's almost like the word's been tainted yeah and uh so i i was basically up and trying to unravel that and try to figure out exactly how to see all aspects and all sides of it and that's uh that's where I came. I have all these songs that have the word love in it. And I also realized that Any Way Out of It was a pivotal song for myself that I was, as much as I could give love and positive love and send all this love to people, I realized I was having a lot of trouble receiving love for myself or appreciating love for what it is. And this song came out called that I started working on called Let Love In. And um, it was basically just like a, a, almost having like a, a breakup with myself, knowing that I was having trouble letting love into myself and realizing that my depression stemmed from a lot of issues that I hadn't revealed yet. Hmm. And, um, and that's where I started really focusing on um, just going to get therapy and getting help to try to talk out my issues and um it wasn't until a, a a child that was uh around 10 years old he came into this coffee shop that i worked at and was singing my own song better days to me That's and, awesome. uh, and so he's whistling the, <laughs> the top of the line and i'm like how did you come across my songs and he's like my father's been playing it in the radio um, in the car the whole time and he just connected to the songs and that was his favorite one. And this kid looked very sick and he was really sickly looking. And, um, about three months later he came in again and he looked really healthy. Hmm. And, uh, I asked him where he went and what, what had been going on. And his mother explained to me that he went and saw this sensologist that, uh, helped take off dark energies off his body. And, to me, first of all, it's childs coming in singing better days to me. And that was one of the first songs that I was creating when I was working in the hospital after learning about, you know, what had happened to, uh, like my sister, um, she ended up falling from a seven story building and surviving. Really? And that was a trigger for me to kind of wake up a little bit and realize that nursing, degree wasn't what I was supposed to be doing in this lifetime and and that uh there was something a lot deeper with the types of medications that I was prescribed at the time Mm -hmm. and um and that's when I started kind of weaning myself off and focusing more on holistic studies and and that's also at the same time I started channeling a bunch of music because I was taking myself off of these prescribed meds that I've been prescribed since the age of 18. And yeah, yeah you, lot, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, I think when did we, uh, we probably chatted maybe about a year ago or so we had a run in, I think. And yeah. And since then, whenever I follow you, your, your headspace for, you know, health 
is something mm-hmm. that is something that actually it's funny how much you pop in my head for that because I'm on that same track. I just started my therapy, and I I have this sort of same thing of like you know what keeps the reoccurring thing is like I never accept feedback from anybody. I'm always mm-hmm. still wrong. I'm I mm-hmm. you know I have a very challenging time um, you know feeling love for my like yeah you know like. And and so, <laughs> so all, I got similar issues. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you know I mentioned Bikram. It's like I, I talk about that a lot now. I, I started that in January, and I'm I'm watching my dad's health decline. And it's funny mm. how often you pop in my head. Uh, if you just go on my Facebook, I just this week started uh, the whole family on a whole foods type diet, right? So like wow. cha- I'm trying to change everything that's going into our, our my whole family's mouth because I'm like, man, we eat crap all the time. Mm, processed foods. All that's we twenty four seven foods. You know, and and, and then seeing it, you know, seeing a five-year-old basically addicted to crackers and I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, flat out, I'm like, what am I doing? We have, you know, this is stupid. And, and, you know, so like this whole week, nobody, my kids haven't ate very much. I'm totally torturing them, but I was like, no, you're stopping cold turkey on crackers. Sorry. (laughs) You're eating the tomato quinoa, you know, bean thing. You will, you know, your taste buds will like it at some point, you know, it's like, you'll get there, you'll get there. Um, you know, but, but it's just funny how much you don't, you know, I I don't know how much you realize outside of just music, creating of art, just the whole like energy is positive, you know, that comes off of your, off of your creating, you know, your being. So it's that's amazing, man. Thank yeah. you. No, no wow. problem, man. It, it, it's, I'm glad you can see that. Yeah, no, totally. It was, to you know, myself, yeah. it's fun. It's it, it comes from that. Um, God, what was the, yeah? Was it bag of bones? The video of you in the in, in you know <laughs> that's, my, that's my heaviest video. It's, yeah, it's kind of um, I you know, so when I was cre- even creating that video, I was I was really uh, wrestling with the idea of being in front of a camera every night, right, and. And at the same time, my dreams were becoming really intense. I was waking up to something much deeper, and at the same time, I almost didn't want to face this darkness mm-hmm. that I knew that I knew I had to face. And uh, in order to shut myself off, since I wasn't taking any type of uh, additional medications at the time, I was I was self medicating in other ways, which was ice cream and <laughs> sugar binges yeah. so that I could shut my system down so that it wouldn't be attentive to the subconscious and what it was waking up to. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was eating pints of ice cream. I gained weight, uh, making that video. I gained, um, I went up to 230 pounds at one point. Holy cow, really? And, and, but before that, I mean, there was a time before I met you that I used to weigh almost 250 pounds at one point. Really? That was, I had uh, no back, idea. back in 2006, 2007, I'd always fluctuate in weight depending on the medications I was taking. Wow. And, crazy. Um, I'll, yes. I'll tell you, I, you know, more and more, so, so, you know, a little bit of backstory on my dad. He's just so over-medicated, right? He's 20, 30 medications. Everything's wrong, right? And I just, I'm, I'm like begging him. I was like, just go to the little yoga thing and stretch tomorrow. A little goes a long way. Just do that. That, you know, and baby just, steps right there. Right? But it's, but, but he thinks I'm talking loony, you know, because the doctor says, listen, you, you take this thing and this will even this out and this will even mm. this out. And I'm just like, I'm like the guy screaming like, ah, you know, ah, eat a well. vegetable today and touch your toes. You that? get it, my man. You understand. Well, see, that's the that's the whole thing of 
you know, you're asleep, asleep in, a, in a deep dream, and then somebody comes by and throws a huge pail of ice water over your head. Right. Right. That's kind of what's the occurrence that you're trying to do to your father, and he, yeah. he won't have it. Won't have it. You yeah. know, he, he won't have it. It's like that idea of like, no, let me just. I know you just threw a bucket of like ice cold water over my head, but I'm going to stay under these sheets and I'm going to get in that deep state of sleep so that I can uh, just feel comfortable yeah. sleeping myself to death, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Well, just my, getting by. Just TV. getting by. TV, That's it. blanket, ESPN. Yeah. Or TV, the te- television, right? Oh, That's what God. I always tell people. I was like, uh, do you want the television to tell the vision for you or do you want to tell a vision yourself by creating something today what do you want to do yeah that's a great line that's that's the way i I look at my perspective of a life yeah when when i when i sit down and watch a show and not yeah yeah so let's let's talk a little bit about this sort of like this just uh creativity tidal wave that you were Mm -hmm. kind of talking about like yeah you know how Outside of doing, you know, organizing that sort of chaoticness, uh, you know, tell me a little bit more about how you, you know, acknowledged that it was actually happening. Like, was there a pattern at some point where you're like, all right, I've been doing this now for three days. This is, yeah, I got to yeah, now well, get focused a little bit on what's happening. Yeah, I, w- I actually sat down. I had a group of friends because um, I, I just started recording some of the songs, almost like half producing the songs that were coming together because it was such an, inf- an inf- information ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, just almost like the idea of getting downloaded information. You're like, I don't know which one. And then it's almost like picking rough drafts and seeing which one fits the best. And uh, I took it to friends and I'm like, am I losing my mind? And can you just kind of listen to these like five songs? And they're like, they listen to like, sweet sounds good and i'm like all right but there's not like it's not like too similar or and they're like i mean you have you know greater alexander like elliot smith has elliot smith like Mm -hmm. drake has drake all that stuff and uh and i'm like okay so and they're like well when did you write these songs i was like yesterday and they're like okay that's kind of (laughs) crazy and so that's where i started saying like okay i am i'm coming in tune with a frequency and i think it was a uh tom york interview that i was listening to where he was explaining where he got the name radiohead from and it was uh where they used to be called on a friday and then all of a sudden Tom York's like, no, the, the name is going to be called Radiohead. And the way that he got that idea was where he himself has this, uh, the idea of him imagining his head as a, like a radio and it's a frequency. And, you know, when you turn the radio to certain channels, you get static, static, and then all of a sudden you get a whole channel, static, static, and you're mm-hmm. just searching for the, you're searching for the songs. And, um, that's what really resonated with me when I started doing meditation and just focusing on where I'm reaching out and to connect to space time continuum to channel some type of thing that my being is electrically humming and energetically connected to, you know, that's where I started uh, realizing something more. Yeah, that, that's that's a very interesting thing. So, I had a moment in my songwriting prowess of I had a just an awful breakup, emotionally probably never more charged than having my kids. Right in terms of like mm. just going, you know, 
And probably looking back on it, it's mid-20s stuff, so relationships that didn't, you know, right now didn't matter, but at that time was the most intense things happening. And my writing partner and I, we did like 60 songs in a year. Just They just wouldn't stop. Wow. It was just like, what's yeah. next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. And like, it ended up being like four albums that we did, you know, and we, and I, you know, it's funny how right now I sit on it and use it for beds of music for anything I create. But like at the time I was walking around going, I've got like 40, you know, four records for people. Does any, you know, and people were like, you know, this is 2001, 2000, and like mm-hmm. what? I don't want four records. What? You right. Know, you got to make a CD buddy. It's like, okay, I can right. put all that. What do I do with it? And I was just sitting on it and I'm still sitting on it. Like half of it never came out. It's just sitting on hard drives. But, but, but it was like funny how I got to that moment where my head just, I just was, it was like this, I wasn't controlling it anymore. You know, it was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, Oh no, this is, this has to come out. Right. There, you know, nothing I can yeah. do about it. You know, the biggest thing that I, I see with that, um, is that you, there's songs or messages or their their forms that are happy or sad or contemplative forms of action that you took down to just write, you know, yeah. just like, a, you know, if you approach it in a way of like what Tesla was creating, he's he's sitting down and basically dreaming and then like, his being is coming up with all these formulaic equations and how to solve free energy, you know, and we're just doing it in the form of emotion, which is what music is. It's the deepest form of connecting to somebody on an emotional level. And so when you have it, you know, that that's where, you know, love it or hate it, any type of relationship you get in into, whether it be a love relationship or a friendship, uh, that person can have a deep impact like uh, that can cut like a knife or it can be like a little, you know, pinprick. Yeah. And that's how you can tell um, about the potency of the song that you're creating within yourself. Mm-hmm. But uh, the biggest thing, too, with meditation and everything is is how internally connected are, are you to your source of energy to who you are as opposed to how you're obtaining energy from outside sources or if outside sources are taking energy from you and uh if you get in the wrong relationship you can definitely have that happen where you can be depleted of your energy and not even realize it and that's where maybe more songs are being written because they're messages (laughs) of saying like hey this person is uh, messing with you and it's completely dysfunctional and you need to wake up to it. Yeah. And, uh, that's a a lot of what let love in was also doing for me was making me realize that I was in some type of very deep dysfunctional relationship that was a messenger towards deeper wounds within myself, which stemmed towards, uh, deep, uh, you know, abuse that I experienced as a child that I wasn't waking up to or coming mm-hmm. clean with and realizing that I had a, an experienced a relationship where this person mirrored what I was uh, experiencing as a child mm-hmm. and hadn't woken up to it yet. Man, uh, yeah. 
what comes out of my therapy is it all comes back to years one to 12 for everybody. We're all, That's right. we're all little children running around acting like adults. You know? Exactly. And, and when you, when you sit there and cry as you, you sit there and you're, there's a part of you, a little missing piece within you that hasn't, uh, been loved completely yet and you have to reach back and just hold yourself for a second hold that 10 year old Mm -hmm. or one one through 12 year old in you that hasn't received that love yet yeah it it really does come down to that that darkness (laughs) boy it does (laughs) boy it does so let's jump into a little bit of crowdfunding how about that okay so I know you did one with GBS, the old yep. business, right? Mm-hmm. And then I believe you did a second one, uh, right? On the, yep, the, I did one on my own with Positive Love. Yep. And then I believe you went right into the, the Patreon model after that, correct? Right. Right. So, That's exactly it. So let's break down kind of, um, you know, campaign one to campaign two. You know, where were you in your brain? Because a lot of my clients... Are, are thinking about doing a second one or a third one. And where was your brain moving from that first one to the second one? So the first one, um, when I did with you guys, I really learned the idea of how to say things in a way that uh, translate to not looking at it for, uh, as like, you know, the idea of donation based, right. all that stuff. You're looking at yourself like a nonprofit as opposed to looking at yourself like, this is a project that I'm working on and I just need your help in creating it Mm -hmm. and switching the word structure around a lot. Um, that, that, that's, that really cut through a lot easier for me to comprehend. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's what, that's what really made things, uh, kind of more concrete with what I was doing. And at the same time, I really, what I also did was, since I started understanding the idea of what a, what it is, what, what Kickstarter does, for example, is if the project doesn't meet its requirements, then it, you don't get the money. So I really wanted as many people as possible to, to truly listen to the album. And so that's why I put the lowest um, bid, you know, down for just a dollar so if you just listen if you just pledge one dollar you'll get the full album right and that's that was the model that i went with that way was because i was trying to attract strangers Mm -hmm. that had never heard of me just saying hey what's a dollar you know right what am i really losing here if if anything i'm gaining a part of this even if that person might or might not be a future fan at least I was able to kind of bring them into my circle of people that I really didn't formulate yet. Right. You know, my, my group was still very small. Mm-hmm. Um, my fan base was very small. I think the first, when I started the Kickstarter for my Positive Love project, I only had about 200 likes on my Facebook page. Mm. And, and so it was really just reaching out. And seeing if I could, I mean, I even did a, um, I did an open mic tour. I did 30, 30 days or close to it of going out every night and telling people to sign up to my email list and um, showing people that I was part of this Kickstarter project. So I accumulated more email um, addresses than I had Facebook likes or anything yeah. on social media at the time. 
to, to, and that's what helps kind of get people more, uh, interested in seeing what I was doing online. That's awesome. was that, e- that email list. That was very, very big. Mm-hmm. I highly suggest it for people. Yeah, so, <laughs> still. so that was that middle phase. This is between that you were out still kind of beating the drum, you know, groundwork, you know, getting people to sign up, making sure that you're a real person and then kind right. of talking about that this project's coming. Right. Right. Yep. It's exactly what it was. And then, and then when I was able to, do that uh then i did uh, like another tour yeah <laughs> based off of that um and just kind of going really grinding into it and and knowing that i could do these open mics and just talk about it uh knowing that it was there and available so that people could watch a video and pledge as little as a dollar to support um mm-hmm. made it happen so what, what was the, what was the goal in the second one? I don't have it in front of me. What, uh, it was uh, five thousand okay. dollars, yeah. and that was and that was under underestimating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't. Uh, that's that was when I was also learning what the itemization and bottom line was, and ship, shipping does cost a lot more than you realize. <laughs> yes. especially when you're shipping to other countries, because I wasn't expecting people from other countries to pledge my on my kickstarter yeah. but that happened yeah, i know. think i think you have some stuff in japan right now right yeah my so that whole thing happened through licensing deals which i that's another thing is like my album got passed around to people in new york which got passed around to some publishing company called marmoset which was working with advertising agencies that had connections with people that I feel once supported my Kickstarter and then passed the album on to them because mm-hmm. I didn't, I was, I was asking them how they found me and they're like, yeah, it was through this we advertising agency. This one guy heard my whole album and then passed it on to them. And then they were like, we got to take this artist on. And so nothing better than the uh, word of mouth. uh, Oh, that's, that's the way it's always worked. (laughs) Jeff, that's that's it. Yeah. It's, you know, you'll still go to your friends and say, Hey, what's, you know, as much as Spotify has these playlists out there, you're always going to rely on the word of mouth from your friend that says, dude, you just got to listen to this band today. Yep. And what are you going to do? Are you going to wait 20 songs in until you find that artist? Or are you going to be like my friend, you know, Randy just told me to check out this band. Yep. And uh, I'm gonna go check it out tonight. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. Yeah, that's 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 totally great. So yeah. So this so the second campaign, I, I mean, I know it was successful, and it spawned these other sort of adventures off of it. So that's another positive of that second campaign. Absolutely. Um, you know, you know, out of outside of the strategy of just hard work and getting emails, was there anything else that happened um, inside of there that you thought was a monumental thing, a Facebook ads or anything else? Mm, I tried Facebook ads. That wasn't anything. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it was basically telling people, uh, if you believe in this project, um, what really highlighted it too was um, – I went on Reddit and I tried to uh, I tried to do a Kickstarter thing, try to show people I had a Kickstarter, and then they they knocked me off, and they they uh, blocked the ad, oh. and then and then the the moderators were like, you can't you can't you can't put a Kickstarter on there. Imagine if like twenty five bands are doing this at once, and then all of a sudden you know everybody's gonna it's gonna be completely drowned in right. uh, Kickstarters, and and then. 
two hours later, the moderator came back and said, well, I checked out your Kickstarter and I actually really liked the music that you posted. So I just decided to keep it on there. And I was like, okay, that's great. But, um, but yeah, so like I, I tried Reddit. Yeah. I got lucky with that. And then that eventually got this other guy that was doing, um, Kickstarter success, success, uh, stories. Mm -hmm. And he was looking at my story and knew that it was going to fund and it was on its way. And he wanted to just write a story about saying like, can strangers fund your project? And, and so as he was writing the story, you know, he, he saw that the incremental gain of it was going to happen. And, and the way that it really started to take effect was when I just started putting music that was already mixed and mastered so that people could hear the record for what it was. And when I put, um, positive love and I think better days and then chances, um, that started getting people responding on Reddit where people from, there was a guy from Canada that was like, you know, I just came across Kickstarter and I listened to this when I started listening to better days, I think he was saying, or positive love. I just started to cry in my office (laughs) cubicle and he was just completely opening up to the idea of what the songs were doing for him and displaying it social social with social media so i took the time to to take his quote and saying this is what people are saying about the album do you still want to support it on kickstarter so i was already getting like reference material as i was releasing and that's 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 another thing i started doing that's awesome that's so awesome so so then you know but then from there, you went and moved into the Patreon model. So, yeah, yep. so I, that that was fresh. That was new. Yep. Um, still is pretty new. It still you, is pretty new. You're you're, yeah. you're my reference for anybody that contacts me, like thinking about it. I'm like, well, this is the guy doing it correctly. So yeah. you know, he, see how he's doing it, and people still come back with like, I don't really get it. I'm yeah. Like, uh, so that, that and I'm I'm about to release a video for that as well where it's basically just showing people like, you know, CDs are now becoming obsolete and I'm really seeing what the value of a, a dollar really is. I mean, after working at a, at plenty of coffee shops and uh, different places where people tip you for a dollar after you make them a cup of coffee, right. why is it still so difficult for somebody to tip you a dollar for making a piece of music that took you four hours as opposed to... A, uh, a coffee that took you less minutes. than three minutes. Yeah, right. yeah, you know. So that that was what was spinning around in my head, and it still is. And, uh, and that's where I'm showing people value. Support me on Patreon. Well, where they'll receive demo versions of when I first started to create the song, so that they can see how it's formulating as well as create like an in-depth blog talking about my my story and my journey and what I'm going into. And it's, it's the idea of like really making a human-to-human connection and, and seeing it for what it is. I'm, I'm not trying to mask or hide behind anything. I'm just trying to tell and peel these layers off of myself to get to the greater part of myself. And that's what I found Patreon was doing for me is because... I could now release on a song per song basis and release a song and say, I don't know if this is going to be on an album, 
but right now it feels good to release and be able to share this with you guys and mm-hmm. and uh eventually see if i can put it on a you know copyright it and maybe formulate an album that's yeah. gonna have that song in there but for now it's just sitting in the ether and and you guys are helping by becoming a patron it's like you're you're the little kings you're tipping and saying hey alexander i support you for what you do yeah and amanda palmer has been a, a deep influence for me mm-hmm. um the art of asking her book i highly recommend um it's just yeah, that's, really that's, that's that's the bible i think in terms of oh absolutely <laughs> for, you know and if, if, uh, if you're a musician you haven't read that book i just i can't um uh, recommend it enough i mean she really she's gone through the thick and thin of it to the point where now you know she's you know she she explains it how she became in you know coming in marrying neil gaiman and coming into riches Mm -hmm. and she still felt completely shut down as to how to do it on her own yeah well well, I, i i think the thing too and, 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 and again, this stems of past music is even if you're a product, all this stuff, you still got to get people excited about it. Right. And and this to me is like, it. you know, we've kind of uh, coined a new term around here that uh, crowdfunding is the it's the currency of social media. If you've got people talking, they will support you, you know. Absolutely. They, they will come out. Just, you know, you just can't build a, a, a page and go, hey, give me money. Give me money. I built a website. Give me money. Yeah. You know, it's like. That's that's the thing. It's like to get somebody excited to work with you. It's like the idea of coming across a really. I mean, you're either going to come across, you know, just look at toys. Mm-hmm. You know, you you go down the toy aisle and something's going to hit your eye. Like I really want that right now. Yeah. Or I really want to hold this item a little bit longer. I don't know. There's something about this item that really sticks out, as opposed to you know dominoes that just are right right you know I've, you know people are creating people that are creating something with a little bit more depth it starts to show it's the value that comes out by what you're listening to or you want to support something that's beautiful right mm-hmm. that's 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 the thing that i've been really coming in tune with is just creating something from the pure value of what I know it is already and being confident that, that it'll become, it'll, you know, come back reciprocated in some form or another. If it's not Patreon right now, maybe it'll build itself. Cause eventually what I, the way that I look at Patreon as a way of building my team of supporters, mm-hmm. these greater, greater supporters that are there, supporting me cheerleading the fact that you know it's not it's not about money per se even though money is kind of the aphrodisiac that runs the world right now Mm -hmm. um it's more so about hey you know we want you to grow and here this is the nutrient so to speak as opposed to just uh the dollar being the dollar for what it is it's a little bit more than that it's it's looking past that that equation of what it, what a monetary thing is even though you have to put some type of price to it yep. i put the lowest so that i and then i give people the option of higher prices mm-hmm. as think, a way to i would say i think you do a great know. job of you know of wording it in a way where 
for lack of better, the, the 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 greater backer or the backer person yeah. is is sitting here feeling as empowered as probably you are. So I, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, you know, everybody out there, I uh, you know, I'm a, yeah. a Patreon, right? When I yeah. get that email, I feel good, right? So like, yeah, it doesn't feel like oh God bless it, you know, oh eleven dollars or whatever, you know, whatever, you know, it's like ah, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's like I put that out there as like almost like that's so much. What can I do for this person right, right. now? Right. And how do I make this? as valuable to this person as the person that's giving a dollar and what kind of incentive can I give them knowing that that $11 is building up into something. Right. You know, yeah, there's almost a little touch of, you know, so we've been doing some equity crowdfunding for, for companies and that's kind of the, I think you're going to see that trend of, you know, people getting into, you know, buying in early on a brewery or a restaurant or something. Hmm. And there's almost that same tone here. And I'm speaking about myself here. I feel as though like I have some equity into the greater Alexander. You sure do, yeah. Right, music, brand, whatever it is, whatever you create two weeks from now, a month from whatever. Right. I will get it. I will absorb it. And, you know, it it may not be perfect for that day, but I still feel like, hey, I want this guy to make the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Know? Because yeah. the next thing may, you know, I don't, you might write a song about meditation. We've talked about that. That's one of my new, I like to get into that. You might write a song like, oh, it finally hits. Well, that's you that's know? this whole next Spilled Love album, my man. It's a whole meditative work. Yeah. So you can sit down and if you can sit down for 88 minutes and meditate, go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm using, I have, I have the Headspace app. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, app. that's a good one. I started with that one, yep. but now I, I, I see a... Like that sensologist I was telling you, she's in um, Southfield, Michigan. She has uh, 380 different meditations for energetic development within you. So I I take her uh, meditations and uh, listen, and she's definitely been helping quite a bit. That's been one of the biggest, uh, deepest truths I've come across from, from the the proper way to meditate. I don't know. I tried TM as well, and I was actually more pissed off that I paid money to do that course. I've, and then started reading into it more and realizing that it, the mantra thing was a fluke. I mean, you could say fruitcake all day if you want. Uh, <laughs> but the mantras kind of threw me off. And I think it was Tim Ferriss. Yeah, that, I've heard uh, him talk help, about it on his podcast. Helped me open up, yep. Even the guy from Headspace, he talks about it if you can find it. He really? Has a, there's a Vimeo that's kind of hidden uh, but he talks about his his uh, thoughts on uh, TM, and I really like I, I love the Headspace app. I was using that for about a year, a year and a half until I found my Synthologist. Yeah, yeah. I, I pull it out maybe once a week, attempt, try to get into it, and then uh, a kid yells at me, and you know, or I gotta go do some ridiculous <laughs> well, that, thing, and I'm that, like, oh my god, pra- you gotta practice the patience. Jeff. I know, I'm, I'm pra- always practicing patience, always <laughs> practicing patience. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Oh man, and that's a good app. That's a good app, though. That's uh, it's a really great, great starter app for for meditation because because Andy really does uh, does a great job, and and the platform is is great. I mean, the t- the money that I invested in it at the time was was well worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so real quick, back on so in terms of a strategy from mm-hmm. Kickstarter campaigns to Patreon campaigns, what have you been doing? Just fundamentally different in terms of strategy. So right now, I have a strategy. Well, I wouldn't. I guess it just kind of crashed in my lap because I got into a car crash. (laughs) 
But um, so I've since I've been working on this album, Let Love In, for four years, uh, I invested quite a bit of funds into it. I invested about um, this plus the uh, Spilled Love album has cost me around $10,000 right now. And so I've kind of started wondering, like, how can I start the process of showing people how much time I've invested in to this work mm. and really sitting down and creating a story that can lead into this album. And that's what the Spilled Love album is. And what I did is I started with just, I just did a band camp and said, hey, this album is available. The Spilled Love album is available for a dollar. And that's more than any streaming platform is going to pay me. And I'm going to see what kind of pre-orders I get and what kind of orders I get within the next four months that lead up into mixing and mastering Let Love In. And then I think I'm going to start a pledge music campaign um, because I've been looking at their their uh, platform a lot. And I know another artist, Olivia Millerson, that uses it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just like the idea of where you can just show support and uh, you can also support some type of... Um, you can do, uh, I think there's pledges that you can do for a crowd platform that you can support, uh, like a mental disease or yep. additional things. I like that idea. I liked, I've been watching a lot, like Ben Folds did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's geared towards music mainly as opposed to Kickstarter, I feel, is now kind of more... Uh, swaying itself into technology. A lot of people go to Kickstarter to fund technology platform yep. uh, based uh, things. So I feel like m- music is kind of like few and far between, even though I'd, I'd like to use Kickstarter again because I have, uh, I've already accumulated some type of following there. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I feel like there's a lot more that pledge music can give. Um, but again, I'm still really thinking about it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tossing and turning my ideas of like what I really want to do with uh, how to present Let Love In yeah. in a way that uh, gets gets funded. You know? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, we work with Pledge Music a lot, and we've got a project right now that we think we're going to take there. And we know Benji, which is the creator of it, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. I, think, I think we did 20 or 30 projects on it. Um Towards the end of GBS, we, we, we tried out that platform. And it is it is a unique platform for musicians. Like, mm-hmm. it is definitely a, a musician focus. All the tools are built for, for music, you know, for band. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in that wheelhouse. It was definitely, I mean, for us, it was a little bit of a struggle just because we were so used to Kickstarter. But right. that, so that kind of clouds our, um, our, our time with it. But we would, you know, payouts were great. I mean, they just treated artists really, really well. So... You won't find a more artist-friendly platform, you know. Right, um, right, right. So I still think, it, I still think, it, like for you guys, I mean, for you, what you're talking about, it still comes down to, are you know, moving eyeballs easily, mm-hmm. you know, to a platform and, and have your art really be presented, you know, to the best of its ability, you know. Right, so. right. And it comes down to the video, man. <laughs> yeah. How yep. how well do you show? Like that's why. I mean, here I've been on Patreon for 
I think since October I started and I still haven't had a video for it because I've been trying to cut it in a way where once you look at it, you're like, makes sense. Let's mm. support this guy. Yeah. And there's enough video that I have with the videographers that have taken shots of me that I can show a very potent piece where it has so much information that it's like, well, either I'm in or I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. So you've gotten, so yeah, you're right. Patreon, there really isn't a video. It's all been just kind of, is, are you, are you noticing that that's a pretty close niche of people? On um, I, I've started talking about it more publicly. And when I started doing, um, when I started just kind of doing these concerts and uh, explaining that, you, you know, you can go on Patreon. Um, some people have, have really, like, random... Uh, there's a couple out of the 12 people that are supporting me right now. Mm-hmm. There's a couple people that are, have not met face-to-face. Oh. So um, it's it's kind of cool to know that that's happening mm-hmm. um, and that they're supporting through word of mouth from somebody else that was that's been supporting me on patreon so that's how they got so that's kind of it's a word of mouth thing too because at first i was like really nervous about taking that that step towards patreon but i knew somewhere in my heart that uh it it is a, a platform that is uh slowly taking off or or uh working with with people that have just tried that way of getting some type of uh, funds through th- these musical platforms that just don't give artists anything right. and showing it for the way it is. And that's where Jack Conti, I mean, his, the way he, he has so much love and dedication and he's a musician and he's, you know, he's just deeply involved in this, in this website and, and this way of doing things, this crowdfunding way of doing things that it just it just made sense for me to just step into that direction and and they're very very friendly with like accommodating and listening to you and and uh i'm i'm basically preparing an outline to reach out to them to to see if i can fly over there and possibly do an interview with their podcast and talk to them about what i'm doing and uh just take the step further you know that's very cool yeah, that, that I I think that's a, I think this is a platform for some reason. I just I, I wonder why it's not sticking yet, but it really should be something for artists to be looking at. You know, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's well, they're scared. There's a lot of people that don't have confidence yeah, within yeah. their art, and right. that's where what it really comes down to is if you really um, feel that you know you have a small team that is ready to support you. Mm-hmm. And you can show them the way how. Like, there's been a, a couple friends that are like, "I want to support you on this Patreon, but I'm still not sure how it works, and I'm still not sure what it does." And then I'll talk to them about it, and they're like, "Yeah, I see what it is, but I'm still not sure how to do it or what to do exactly." And I'm like, and then and then I'll show them the video, and they're like, "Oh, I see." So basically, it's like, you know, I'm just kind of giving it to you on a monthly basis if you release. Uh, any material and I'm like yeah and you can pledge even if you pledge a dollar yep and I release five songs then you'll get five songs for a dollar which is like 20 cents a song you know yeah think about it that way it's like you can just it's like the idea of seeing me once in the month and I I gave you like five cups of coffee right you tipped me one time on that cup of coffee yeah you know 
Yeah. You, you know, um, real quick, this just popped in my head here. You should check out, um, it's called hitrecord.org. Have you seen that? Hit record, no. I'll yeah, hitrecord.org. It's, um, uh, what was, uh, what was, what was Robin in the Batman, the Dark Knight movie? Uh, George, um, oh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh, George, uh, Joseph, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Joseph yeah. Le- so yeah, I have heard about yeah, he's, that's a pretty interesting idea he's got brewing over there, and I've seen some cool, just cool stuff come out of it. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. Yeah, so that's his production company. I think they're in, like, Chicago or something. Something something weird like that, I think. So I, I feel like you could utilize that creativity inside of this platform somehow. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you, you would be able to look at it and go, oh, I could do this, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I think I think I did come across it, and I was curious about it. Yeah. Um, now that you're, it's, it's ringing a bell, now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a couple cool, like, a couple, to me, if anything. Because they work with, like, movies and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, video, and, uh, if anything, really. Video yeah. writing, and, and it's kind of this community-driven, put this idea out there, let it grow, change, come back, throw it back right. out, you know? But, right. But, like, I find as a you know as I'm pushing into forty, losing my hair with kids. If something gets my attention, you know it's there's something cool going on. You know, so I've seen like three things off of here where I'm like, man, that was cool. You know, mm-hmm. and it, and I st- I stopped in my tracks to look at it for a, a second longer. You know what I mean? And you know, and I'm so I'm intrigued on this one. I, this is one that. I've got my eyeballs on watching right now, so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll definitely check into it. Cool. All right. I think this is a great conversation. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am. Uh, I could probably go all night, and uh, I want to. I want to do some editing tonight. And, it's you all know, good. Yeah. This is. Uh, man, I appreciate it. Man, I, I always love when we get back together to to chat because there's yeah, like, absolutely always amazing stuff that comes out. Uh, and I think too. I think somehow you're in the energy of Jeff Wenzel, where you pop in every year or so, where <laughs> you know our planets, you know, cross a little bit. Hey, what's yeah, going on? our little licenses. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. So, um, but you know, I so I'll have um, I'll have this ready to go probably there, probably Thursday. Uh, Great. Is my goal, and uh, that's I'll, my birthday. Oh, wonderful! A little. That's when I'm releasing that album. Perfect. <laughs> then this will go up <laughs> Thursday for sure. And I'll send out a nice big old e-blast and I'll knock you through all the networks, you know, all the social media stuff. And, uh, uh, and, um, yeah, it's awesome. Thanks man. a lot, my man. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Let's, oh, course, let's meet up for lunch or something. Oh, I would be totally down. Let's definitely, uh, let's definitely do that. So awesome. All right, man, I'm going to, I'm going to go do some more work. I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right. Take all right. care. Bye. Bye. Circle after circle